This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. All right, Scott, we're back for another episode of Processing Blue, and the Panthers are still having problems finding the end zone. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they sure are. This seems to be a, a theme we could bring up uh, every single week, Langston, but glad to be back on Processing Blue. Thanks for having me. And yeah, Panthers' offensive troubles have been the, uh, have been the real bugaboo, haven't they? Yeah, what exactly is wrong with this offense, Scott? Put on put on your coaching hat for me. Uh, you know where it is is I, they're just not getting chunk plays. They're not getting the ball downfield, and they're not getting. If you look around the league, uh, there's a lot of teams that score points with big plays. Uh, we saw it even here last week with Minnesota and throwing the 30-yard pass to Justin Jefferson. Happens all the time. You know, somebody scores on a 40-yard play or whatever. Uh, With Bryce Young at quarterback, that has not happened yet. This team is relying too much on short, safe, conservative passes, and it is very difficult to move down the field 13 plays for 75 yards and score. It just invariably something goes wrong. And so where they're not getting the production is on, you know, whether it's a run or pass, you can do this with the run too. They just don't, they're not getting the explosive plays. Why is it we saw it more with Andy Dalton in Seattle versus when we've seen it other times? Yeah, that's a good question uh, because they did have the 47-yard pass there, and they've had they had more uh, you know success that one game than they have with Bryce. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty damning stat right now with the Panthers through three games with Bryce Young is he's only led them to two touchdowns total in three games. They've had wow. some wow. Uh, you know a handful of field goals too. But with Dalton, certainly it looked uh, like a smoother operation. And I think that's partly just being a veteran and uh, taking some more chances and knowing you know, where to go with the ball a little more quickly. Um, but that is the, that's the hang-up right now, I think. You've got, to get, you've got to get DJ Chark more involved. You've got to get Terrace Marshall running you know, some, some pass routes that are deeper. Mingo when he comes back. I mean, there's just there's a lot of things, and I and here's one of the problems: that offensive line has just not been good. Uh, so Bryce doesn't have a lot of times to sit back there on a seven step drop and and survey his receivers. So all of that together is has meant that they just aren't scoring enough points. All right, the Panthers had a chance to score some points at the end of the second, in the first half on Sunday. They got a field goal with a 55-yarder from Eddie Pinero, which was a career long. But they got the ball into plus territory, had two timeouts, and let a lot of time run off before they attempted another play. What happened on that sequence? Frank Reich addressed that this week, Langston, and admitted the mistake, which was good because it was an obvious uh, mistake. What they should have done was just called that timeout with about 30 seconds left and tried to move the ball downfield. Now, ultimately, Pinheiro bailed him out with a 56-yard field goal, as you mentioned, which was 
a career long. But really, he shouldn't have been having to kick it from that far. They should have had two or three more plays there. Instead, what they tried to do was was run a hurry up, throw another pass, get the ball out of bounds. All that, you know, worked poorly, and they ended up with a timeout in their pocket, which they really could have used and didn't use. You know, it was like uh, the old Roy Williams uh, UNC thing where fans would get angry with him uh, because he wasn't using all of his timeouts. So, yeah, poor clock management. Uh, Frank Reich, you know, to, to his credit, took blame for this, but it was poorly done. And I thought, you know, there was a couple of things with coaching in that game, Langston. Also, uh, you you know, the, the play where they did have to call a timeout because Frank Reich thought Adam, Adam Thielen was, yeah, exactly. Adam Thielen, he thought, was on the field, and he wasn't. And this play, apparently, only Thielen could run somehow. So they had to call a timeout for that. <laughs> Two. So there was some. That one guy who can run the play. I, I don't get that either. Um, but yes, they. I mean, that does happen in the NFL. There's specific plays for only one guy. But, but yeah. So they called a timeout there. Didn't call it the other time. I thought this game was evidence of some poor clock management. And whoever is also helping Reich on that, because most teams have a designated guy who's like yeah. your your clock guy, yeah. uh, didn't do a good job either. I want to rewind you a little bit into that first half. Bryce Young took a pretty nasty hit uh, late, uh, whistleblown, and the, play, the player continued to hit him, knocked him down. I saw Justin Herbert get hit out of bounds by uh, Jason Tiller from the, uh, the Raiders, and his team just jumped up like they were going to jump on Tiller. But I didn't see that same reaction from the Panthers. Does that bother you? The quarter, QB1's on the ground, obviously hitting his guys going to come have his back. Yeah. Uh, sure, it does, and it looks bad on replay. Um, I think what happened there, more realistically, is two problems, and one was Bryce's fault. Um, well, first of all, the play was the end, at the end of the first quarter. Terrace Marshall jumps off, you know, false start, the old problem of false starts, and they have the ball at the three, so it's a bad problem. But anyway, yes. he jumps, and then, you know, the Seattle guy, I mean, it's loud in that end zone, part, uh, excuse me, you know, Minnesota guy, so loud because there's so many Vikings fans there. And so he runs and his theory, you know, his theory is I didn't hear it. I didn't hear the whistle. Here's the yeah. problem Bryce didn't do. As soon, and you'll see veteran quarterbacks do this all the time. As soon as that play is blown dead because he heard the whistle, you throw that ball on the ground. He held on to the ball so the guy is not 100% sure technically. Mm-hmm. And that's why there was no flag called here. Um However, you know, did any of the linemen see it? Well, who knows, because they're all stopped, too. You know, they didn't really turn around, and this was Frank Reich's theory that the linemen didn't really turn around. Nevertheless, somebody saw it from the peripheral vision, one of the running backs or wide receivers or something, and yes, it did bother me. I feel like somebody should have gotten in the guy's face, made it a little less like this was, you know, you just got a free shot on the quarterback and there was no harm, no foul. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what happened. I mean, yeah. there was no harm, no there there was a little harm, but there was no foul called here whatsoever. So I thought again it was kind of evidence of just sort of this lethargic offense that uh, I know that they, they didn't they would defend Bryce on a sideline play when it happens in front of a lot of people. Uh, but mm-hmm. I thought here they just kind of were slow on the, you know, slow on the uptake a little bit. And we've seen that with this offense over and over. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Was Bank of America Stadium taken over on Sunday? I've, I've seen and read a lot of this, you know, it was heavy Minnesota fans. We saw the Vikings players asking for noise when the fans got near the goal line a couple of times. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've seen it worse. Uh, that was not the worst. It's been uh, when Green Bay or Pittsburgh or Dallas comes in, um, especially when they're a winning team and the Panthers are a losing team. Uh, it's I've seen it, you know, 60, 40, 70, 30 in, a, in favor of the opposing. I thought this one was 50-50 probably. Um, Panth- Panthers fans and Vikings fans, about even on this one, which is terrible. Uh, you know, you, <laughs> yeah. you don't want that. And, yeah. and it wasn't like that, you know, when Cam was here and the, you know, tickets were hard to come by. Now they're super easy to come by. And so yeah. – so they get bought up a lot of times by fans, you know, of, of teams that don't come here, but once every six or eight years, like, you know, in this case, right. the Vikings. Yeah. So, yeah. Was it a, you know, was it complete purple rain? No. But was it uh, embarrassing? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But unfortunately, this has been a little bit par for the course lately uh, for the Panthers. And it will be until they start winning again. All right, let's talk about some of the former Panthers around the league that you're looking at. You know, who's uh, playing well? Obviously, Christian McCaffrey's playing well out in San Francisco. Yes, McCaffrey kind of leads the list. I I look at this a little bit every year, um, every week, I should say. I think just out of curiosity, you know, these guys, how are they doing? Uh, McCaffrey had a a pretty good month in one week uh, for the this past game. Unbelievable. If you had him on your fantasy team, you know what I'm talking about. He scored four touchdowns in a single game, which was, uh, Christian McCaffrey's high, uh, career. He never did that here and had a, you know, a phenomenal game and McCaffrey, they traded a year ago and I get it why they did it. Uh, it was a good move for him. My gosh, the guy, you know, the guy may win a Super Bowl this year, but it is, when you look at what they've tried to do at running back and they've tried so hard to replace him with two or three guys, none of whom can do what Christian McCaffrey, it just reminds you how, how special he was. Uh, DJ Moore in Chicago uh, right now has about 300 yards receiving in four games, which is slightly more than Adam Thielen, about the same. Actually, he and Thielen have very similar numbers. Mm-hmm. Um so that one is, you know, that's one where he hasn't at least he, he scored last week. He hasn't like lit it up, but he's having a respectable season. Mm-hmm. And the other guy to maybe highlight there is Steve Wilkes, um, the former Panthers coach from Charlotte. Uh, of course, yeah. as you know him well, and yeah. um, now San Francisco's defensive coordinator. So he's also landed in the Bay Area with a team that may win the Super Bowl and the I was going to say he might get a ring this year. <laughs> he might get a ring, and he might get a better coaching job than the Panthers the year after. You know, that's the kind of – he's on a trajectory right now where while he didn't get this job, and I advocated mm-hmm. for him to get this job unsuccessfully. David Tepper, as we know, never listens to me. Uh, but <laughs> He reads you, though. He reads you. 
he reads it. He reads the Charlotte Observer. So thank God for that. But uh, he doesn't he doesn't take my advice. I don't I don't understand why. But anyway, uh, Wilkes is he landed very well because that's a team where they may get a, you know, the defensive coordinator on the Super Bowl winning team. If that's how it works out, has a pretty good shot at a NFL head coaching job the next year. So um, he's in a he's in a good place right now. A lot of these guys are doing good things. And uh, of course, DJ Moore's team is 0-4 too. the Panthers and the Bears, the last two winless teams in the NFL. The Panthers could end up giving the Bears a very good draft pick next year. Mm, yeah, that is a, that's a tough one, isn't that's a it? Double whammy. I mean, the yeah. Bears might have number one and number two if it worked. If the season ended today, that's what they'd have. It's ridiculous. Okay, so let, let's take that a step further, Scott. Would the Panthers be better off had they kept that number nine pick, not traded to Chicago? Maybe let Andy Dalton start, pick whoever you're going to pick at number nine. We don't know if a quarterback would fall on that far or not. Uh, would that be better than where they are now? Well, in the short term, yes. I mean, they would maybe have already won a game with Andy Dalton, you know, who's a little more NFL ready, plug and play right now than, mm-hmm. than a, a rookie uh, versus a guy who started 160 games. Of course, that would be the case. Long term, I think it's too early to say, Langston. I mean, right now, yes, you could have a serious case of buyer's remorse four games in when you look at the Panthers record and this points problem they have. And uh, you think, oh, my goodness, wouldn't that be great to have these draft picks back? However, uh, it is too early to say you can't make these sorts of judgments uh in a hot take sort of way, only a month in. I mean, I know people do it all the time, but we just don't know yet. We don't know what Bryce is yet. Honestly, I still think Bryce may end up being okay, but it's just they don't have him surrounded. He needs to, with up, the, he needs to, be, he needs to be better than okay, Scott, for what they gave up for. Oh, he yeah. Needs to be, no, he needs right. to be like top 10 good. I agree. I agree because that was a uh, that was a cartload of, of things they shipped to Chicago. He's got to yeah. be better than okay, but the first step is okay. I mean, right now he's you know he's below average NFL quarterback. Yeah. Uh, he's got to get from there to good, and then and this is going to take. I don't know. People don't want to hear this. It's going to take a year or two to go from good to great. Is not uh, that's not happening this year. That may not happen next year. Maybe that happens in year three. But right now, they just got to get him to where, you know, they're scoring 20 points a game and not 10 or 13. They got, I mean, last week at Langston, they only scored six on offense. Yes. The score sounds better, 21 to 13, but Sam Franklin, of course, had the 99-yard pick yeah. six. That yeah. was the one touchdown. You can't have an offense score six points. Um, you know, there are, honestly, offenses worse right now in the NFL. I mean, the New York Giants got sacked 11 times last yeah, night. Yeah. Uh, and, and scored three points. Guess where the yeah. Panthers are in points per game right now, Langston, in the NFL? Third to last. 24th. There's like eight teams worse. Really? Which is that is, many yeah, more? Isn't that weird? Yeah. yeah. Um, so it just goes to show you. And one of them Cincinnati. You know, I mean, it goes to show you that there's a lot of offensive issues. A lot of play, a lot of podcasts around the league right now are talking about these same issues. How do they? How do these teams not scoring points? Um, mm-hmm. 
but there are, you know, there, the Panthers aren't alone. If that makes you feel any better, Panthers fans, they are there, you know, they're, they did get 27 in one game. They're not, they're not scoring three, you know, like uh, yeah. several teams did this past weekend. Uh, but all that being said, back to your original question, uh, Bryce Young, that was a big bet. And that bet is going to, you know, probably determine the future of Scott Fitterer, the GM and Frank Reich. They're all linked to Bryce Young into this big trade. It has to work out. So they got to give him every opportunity. They got to keep him starting. Even though Andy Dalton, if you started him now, they might have a better chance to win a particular game. Mm-hmm. Bryce Young is the future and the franchise. And so you have to keep putting him out there. Right. Uh, because he's got to get better uh, on the field. Well, history is littered with a lot of all-pro quarterbacks who had rough starts to their careers. So that's we'll, true. Yeah, yeah. But track yep. uh, Bryce Young, say, and he also needs to be protected better and have guys who get open to throw the ball too. I think those are two key components as well. Um, let's talk about Detroit coming in this week. Detroit is probably going to be a little angry, Scott. As you remember, they came to Bank of America last year. Had a chance to possibly go to the playoffs and got run out of the building. I think it's 37-23. They're off to a three-on-one start. They got a starting cornerback coming back this week. What do you see in this one? Uh, this is going to be a difficult one, uh, Langston. You know, they're the Panthers are having to go. The next two games really are difficult. They have yeah. to go at Detroit and then at Miami. Miami yeah. uh, Detroit is three and one, and really a team that could easily win their division this year. Um, They've they've got it going there, uh, both offensively and defensively. This is a tough matchup uh, for the Panthers, but not impossible for the Panthers to win because NFL games, you know, the talent level is never a huge difference like it is in college. But um, they would, you know, this is the kind of game where probably they need to score twenty four points uh, to win because Detroit's probably going to score about that many or more uh, because they're just a little they're they're difficult to hold down and. On the road is, you know, a difficult place for a rookie. So I don't think this is the um, the week for the Panthers to get that first win. Uh, and Miami at Miami is not a great choice either. So, you know, if they got one of these two, I think they'd be very happy at this point to go into the bye week at, at one and five. Uh, more realistically, they may hit that don't bye say week. It. Don't, say it. don't say oh, it. Don't say it. I'm going to say it. I'm sorry. <laughs> 0-6 is a very oh much a possibility um, going into the bye week, which no one no one wants to hear. Um, but, you know, at some point they're going to get some breaks, the Panthers will, and, and they're going to win a game at some point. Um, would it, will it be this the week? The Panthers need to get the bags out, Scott. Oh, my goodness. Well... Uh, we've we've seen that before yes, we <laughs> and have. uh it, it you know it usually takes a little longer losing streak than this one but shoot if they lose those two and then lose say to houston also you know and they're zero and seven going into uh, the next game uh you know there's probably going to be some grocery sacks involved at some point this year <laughs> they got to win a game some at some point right they got okay. to they got to do it let me look in your crystal ball how long do you think it takes before there's a winning team in Charlotte? Uh, are we just talking Panthers, or can you include other teams? We, you can include all of them right now. But let's, <laughs> let's just start Panthers. The um, is, Kelly Oubre made a really uh, tough comment about Charlotte. He said that the team had no hope, the Hornets. But 
<laughs> just about the Panthers. When do you think the Panthers are going to have a chance to win? The Panthers, well, you know, of course you can – they won't have a winning season this year, so that one's out the window. Um, 2024, I mean, you'd have to bet against it, uh, although who knows. And and Bryce in 2025 in his third year, I mean, that's probably – if I was having to bet, that's probably mm-hmm. the one I would bet on, that this was, you know, that they, they survive this year, next year – maybe become a 500 team and the next year actually have a playoff team. Uh, that to me be a realistic arc. Scott Fowler with all the news the PSL holders want to hear. <laughs> every, every single week. Scott, I'm just curious before I let you get out of here. Tell me your best and worst Panthers decades because this decade has not gone so well so far. Yeah. Um, it, that's a good question. And if you look back, uh, I've been here for, for all of those decades. This one so far is the worst, but yeah. in every single decade they've, they've had, even, uh, the ones where it's not gone well for a majority of the time, they always jump up into near the top at least once happened mm-hmm. in 1996 and that or first decade in the two thousands with Jake DeLome. I mean, they made the Super Bowl once and a couple of other playoff teams that made runs. Yeah. The best decade they've ever had, though, was the 2010s, uh, where Cam Newton and that that core it wasn't just Cam, but you know Luke Keekley, Thomas Davis, Greg Steve Olson. Smith was there at the beginning, Greg Olson, uh, you know, at the end, four playoffs in five years, won the NFC South title three times in a row. It wasn't that long ago, Langston. I mean, the last one of those teams was 2017. Uh, that was kind of the end of this run. And since then, of course, they haven't had a winning record. But that was the best, you know, Ron Rivera being the coach. That was the most successful decade for the Panthers. This one's early. I mean, you know, and we asked this, if you and I are around in 2029 and we're asking this question again, I'd like to know the answer to how this decade turns out. But uh, they're going to have a run again because that's just the way the NFL is. They will not stay bad forever. Take heart, Panthers fans. It will not be forever. I know it feels like it, but you got to play the long game here. And, you know, you can't worry too much about whether you're going to go 6-11 and 11 this year or 3-14, and 14, because the future is a year or two down the road, and you just have to build toward that. Well, there you guys heard it from Scott Fowler. A little positive news for you Panther fans. Make sure you join us next week on our Processing Blue. We're here every week. Uh, if you watch on YouTube, make sure you like, share, subscribe. If you're on Twitter, make sure you like and click. Just push us everywhere. You got the great Scott Fowler telling you all your Panther stuff every week, and we hope you come back. <laughs>